it's also happy slam the screen door day. Yeah. And... Well, my look, man, you know, this is my life. Like I came out here to the back porch. Nobody was on this back porch before you came out here. there, but you're so popular. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, can you <laughs> Sorry. Stop. Stop. Episode 479. It's a podcast. The couple of guys with colds or allergies or something. I'm Mike. And I'm James. Welcome back, James. It's great to be back. Um, my son is looking at me all funny. Like, Dad, come on, do the thing. You know, the thing. What? Are you, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He said, I pointed over there and said that you would look and there was nothing there. So I made you look for nothing. I'm like... <laughs> It's, it's not he didn't even do like need to look or anything right. it's like just a he just his explained own, it his own his own version of i misdirected you right for his for my own amusement what what's over there what are you pointing at nothing ha ha yeah go to your room go to your room bye-bye <laughs> bye-bye so an, in, an inauspicious start to the podcast with my son messing with me <laughs> Exactly when the podcast started. Yeah. All right. Okay. He's 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 been sent away. Okay. Now that uh, now that that's settled, listeners, put down your chainsaws and listen to him. He's James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> listen to me. So what's up? Look at All you. Right. You're you're at home on your uh, on your cigar porch. I am. Yeah. I haven't I'm, I haven't I'm, seen you there in about a year. Where, yeah. Where Where'd you go and what'd you do on your uh, year long oh. vacation there? Well, I, at first explain that like that you were, you know, and yeah, to do a so, thing and then tell us where you got sent to, because that's the funny part. <laughs> oh, OK, so uh, I've been sent, you know, to all the best places while in the army, you know, Saudi Arabia, uh, Kuwait, Afghanistan, two years in Afghanistan, Guyana, uh, you know, I've been to Kyrgyzstan, I've been to all these like different stands and places <laughs> that are and, and then um, u.s of course american deserts for living out in the desert and then uh you know fort leonard wood missouri which is not a, a garden spot necessarily you know my apologies to people from missouri so recently uh i was given a an opportunity to succeed <laughs> is that uh, what they call it yeah so they uh they decided, hey, you know, or they sent out a thing like, hey, who wants to go to Tampa for a year, go to U.S. CENTCOM, be on the staff at, at United States Central Command. And I was like, well, I'll, it sounds better than getting sent to, you know, Afghanistan for a year or to back to Kuwait for nine months yeah. or, you know, some other garden spot, you know, overseas where I couldn't see my family. I mean, with, you know, going to Tampa, you know, I knew like I'd be able to have, you know, Anna and the kids come down and see me and all that stuff. 
So, uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll go for that. I'll, I'll, I'll do a one year tour at setcom <laughs> in Tampa, out, Florida hey, in Tampa, which, you know, was cool. They had a very nice cigar bar. Yeah. I spent a lot of time at the cigar bar. Uh, I, I had an apartment, uh, right behind the cigar bar nice. for a while, uh, where I could walk. It was like, you know, I could walk there and walk back each, you know, each way, three and a half minutes. I, I, I can be, I can be 10 bourbons in and stumble back to my apartment. <laughs> and in, in like when my butt left the leather chair at the cigar, cigar bar, I could be passed out in my bed in four minutes, you know? <laughs> so it was pretty good. It was, and, you know, and the, and the important thing is it was safe, right? Like I, I mean, unless there was like a mugger or something, I guess if I was you know, really hammered, but but you know, I, I would you know I could have a few a few drink. Normally, I didn't drink like a ton, but I could have a few drinks that were to the point where you know I, I it wouldn't be good to drive, and I wouldn't need to drive. You know, so that was the point. Uh, but yeah, so I I had a I had a place, and then in July, when the uh, we're going to pull out of Afghanistan thing happened, suddenly uh, I started hearing hearing whispers in the office and you know, people talking to other people and, you know, the Colonel comes in and talks to the GS 14 and then another, then they're like, they go grab Lieutenant Colonel so-and-so and they all go off and talk. And I'm like, I could see, I could uh-huh. see what's yeah. going on. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, mm. <laughs> something's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, next thing I know, I hear they're sending four people to Afghanistan. To, for the pullout i'm like but we're pulling out why are we saying <laughs> why, why are we why right. are we sending people why from, do you need to send additional higher, people yeah from the from like not i mean like the ultimate higher headquarters the right. only thing that's higher than 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 a cocom uh a combatant command is department of the army you know like the pentagon i don't know it, it, i it was like maybe i'd be one of the people yeah probably not you i was like uh-huh uh-huh yeah sure so that that <laughs> night I, I i called in i'm like hey uh we're sending four people to Afghanistan and uh, it's probably not going to be me, but you never know. The yeah. next day it was me. I think I must've talked to Anne that night because I remember her telling me, Oh, James might have to go to Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to be, not to hide the, the lead or whatever is, as the saying goes, or bury the lead. Uh, right. I, I actually did not end up flying into Afghanistan. Oh, you didn't. Thankfully. No. Oh, I thought you did go. I did go. So we went, we had to, we had to, <laughs> okay. we had to qualify. Uh, Alex, I'm explaining. Yeah, I'm, I get that. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So I don't we, know. We I don't know where a, this story's going. <laughs> so we spent about a week, you know, trying to figure out how to like, cause the, like as if the army has never sends people anywhere. So uh, <laughs> trying to get our, our travel situation figured out how we could, they were like, we couldn't fly into, we had to fly into Bahrain. Jeez, it, it, it'd be really great if somebody would write this stuff down like the last time we do it so that we it's, have a plan, you know, instead of making it up on the spot every time. There are those things, where, <laughs> but when people write uh, after action review, action, after action reports, and different uh, helpful things, they just get buried on a server somewhere right. like nobody, you know, it's always like reinventing the wheel. So we're trying to figure that out. I know how I know a way to get us to where we need to go. Yet, nobody wants to listen to me. So I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> so we end up, so we, we get it figured out a different way than I would have done it. Because we got to get there right away. So we end up uh, 
we go over to the range. We we uh, get some pistols. We qualify with our pistols, uh, with pistols, not our pistols. But you know, we have to do a quick uh, you know check that we can still shoot. And uh, we fly Air Qatar or Qatar Airways into into Qatar. No surprise there. So then we end up uh, we get picked up and we go to Al Udeed Air Base, and it's 117 degrees. Is so bad, and they're still doing pandemic stuff. So, like, and they have some really nice barracks there because I've 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 been there before, and they have like some really nice barracks with Wi-Fi, and it's like air conditioning, and it's close to the gym and the chow hall, and it's in a PX, super nice. Did you go to Oishi Burger? Oishi Burger's here in in Virginia Beach. Oh, what's the one in uh in Cutter or Bahrain or one of those? Well, the one that I, you're talking about the, the the solar gravity burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing that that was in Kuwait. Oh, but Kuwait. There is one okay. In Bar, there, there's also one in Bahrain. So I'll get to that. So me and so there's four of us, but only three of us go because this other guy, his daughter was getting married, so he was going to come like a week and a half later. Like they were like, "Well, your daughter's getting married, you, you know, whatever." So, so three of us were in uh, we're in Cutter because that's where we could pick up weapons and other gear like body armor and you know war stuff yeah that we could because we couldn't fly i think we couldn't fly directly into bahrain with weapons and gear that you know there's different rules and laws and agreements uh, on how things work with, sure. you know how you can enter different countries with different things but we could go from al Udeed air base into bahrain they have like a little airfield uh in the bahrain airport there's like a little naval annex for Navy aviation can land there okay, or, or air, whatever, any, obviously air force can land, anybody can land there. Military planes can land there. But anyway, we're in Qatar and the, there's these super nice barracks, but for some, there was some conference, some CENTCOM conference that was going on. Uh, Cause that's where CENTCOM forward is. And uh, all those like nice barracks were full, which I think was BS and they could have fit three of us <laughs> in there somewhere. It's BS. What was that? I took a screenshot of me saying BS. No, it's just like a nice uh, shot there with you with the cigar right in front of the phone. It's like, <laughs> so, bigger, uh, you know, that a uh, hot box is bigger than your head. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> ash is bigger than my head and I cover my whole head up with a. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, okay. So we're, we're so we can't go into the really nice barracks. Like and they put us in this like refugee camp type situation down on like <laughs> the other end of the base, which like was just horrendous. Just uh, at least it was air conditioned. It was oh. air conditioned, but you had to walk you had to still had to walk like three hundred meters to the to like go take a dump or to take a shower <laughs> to you know to another building that was just like and you know, by the time you got to the showers, you were like sweating, and by the time you got out of the shower, you were sweating, and you know, it was just by the time you got back from the whatever. shower, you needed to take another shower again. Yeah, yeah, and whatever. But I mean, you know, it's it's the army, whatever. But we're in an air force base where everything's supposed to be awesome, but it was terrible, and the, and the COVID stuff was still in effect, so we we had to walk about a half a mile to Chow, you know, to the Chow Hall. And we go in there and there's no seats. Like all they t- they had taken all the seats out of the chow hall. You could just go in and get stuff to go. <laughs> and we're like, where, where, where are we supposed to eat? Yeah. You know? So we get our stuff <laughs> to go bags, like little, you know, foam containers. And we walk out and there's a large shaded area. Uh, they call it the bra because it's like two tensile structures. 
So from a distance, it looks like a pair of boobs. <laughs> and that's where they have like, they'll have like uh, concerts and, uh, you know, there's a, there's like an MWR where you can get like two drinks or two or three drinks. MWR? Uh, uh, morale, welfare, and recreation. So anyway, it just means like, you know, an area to hang out and, and drink beer or whatever. But, you know, you can only have a few, you know, they, they scan your ID card. Okay, you've had your limit. We, you know, anyway, we go there. It's, it's, you know, it's the middle of the day, so nobody's hanging out there because it's 117 degrees. Yeah, and I, I know it's exact. It was exactly 117 degrees because I checked. Yeah, it was 116. It wasn't approximately 115. It was 117 degrees. Holy crap! It's hot. How hot is it? I have to look. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is unbelievable, and I, I, I've experienced similar temperatures in Kuwait and Afghanistan, but this, it was just for some reason because. So we had to sit outside under the shade. Thank God, at least there was shade. But we're sitting there trying to eat, you know, like a sandwich and a bag of chips or whatever. And the sweat uh-huh. is just pouring, pouring, dripping, like off, it's dripping, you know, off my the, the bread pinky, on your you know, sandwich is getting arm. soggy from your sweat dripping down and, your uh, arms. Yeah. And so, like, I learned after. <laughs> it's like the, the opposite of meal. when you eat, like, a juicy hamburger and it drips down from the hamburger down your hand and your forearm you're having yeah, the I opposite was, i was dripping onto the hamburger mm-hmm. yeah so uh <laughs> so i go so the next time i grab like two dozen napkins out yep. of the chowl you know and the Less whole time I'm eating, yeah. I'm just dabbing you know like uh wiping down my arms take a bite wipe it down my arms it was terrible so we're there for a few days I mean, you know, at least we could sleep in in the air conditioning. It was like, but it was like really crappy. It was like living in a a double wide trailer or a a quintuple wide trailer. It was big like metal buildings uh-huh. that were terrible, but they were air conditioned, so at least and you know had a bed, you know, a place to sleep. So after a couple of days, we had uh, we figured out our flight to Bahrain. You know, we took a military uh, aircraft C one thirty. After so at the air, so we picked up our gear. We uh, uh, at the airfield. There's an armory. We picked up our weapons and we uh, we went to to Bahrain. Of course. Oh, so on the way, we were at JFK. So we flew from Tampa to JFK, and we're we're JFK, and you know the COVID stuff is still going on, pretty hot and heavy. And we get there. We they're like, oh, we go we go to the counter to get on the plane, and they're like, you need to have a a PCR test. And uh, oh, here comes Ann. Hi, honey. I have not heard from Penelope. Has she gone missing? Uh, Penelope went and spent the night somewhere. This box, Anne is now examining the box. Uh, <laughs> that's the box I'm not supposed to open until the podcast. So, Hi, Anne. Bye, um, Anne. Yeah, she left. <laughs> so she's going to come back because she left her bowl of cereal here so and her water. Okay. So, so anyway, we fought, oh, so we're, we're at the counter to get on the plane at jfk and they're like you gotta have a COVID test we're like what you know duh so thankfully there was a, a place you can get a COVID test on jfk like a quick like two hour or one hour turnaround so we had to go to like terminal whatever like half across the entire airport you know we get there we shut flash our id cards they they do they do the thing for free we don't have to pay i mean the, the charge the government for it but right. we don't have to pay so we get our tests. No, we have negative. to pay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> well, I have to pay too. I paid a crap ton of taxes this year, which is like, it's always shocking to me. Like 
I don't know. Don't, don't get me started on taxes already. Hey, shouldn't you be exempt if you're uh, over, well, I was overseas? Exempt while, I was over, while I was overseas, though. Not while you're in Tampa, though? No, when you're in Tampa, you have to pay taxes. Lame. So, uh, anyway, so we, we, we flew on the 1, 1, 1 a.m. flight instead of the 8 p.m. flight or whatever it was. And um, anyway, so, so, we, so we flew to Bahrain on a C-130, and we get there and get swabbed as soon as we get there. Just, they were swabbing the heck out of us while we were there. We had the, like in the middle of so I was so I was in Bahrain for a month. So we get to Bahrain. My nose has never been this clean my entire life. Yeah. So we get so we get to Bahrain and we get picked up by a Marine Corps major. It's a Marine Corps task force uh, that's set up there. At JTF. Uh, there's an element. There's a joint element in the military called the uh, the JEC. The joint. Uh, enabling capabilities command, and so what they do is it's a it's a command that has you know Army, Navy, Marine, Air, Air Force. And whenever you need to stand up a joint task force, usually they take a a, 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 a typically what they would do is take like an Army Corps headquarters or a Marine Corps equivalent, or if it's a, a very amphibious or maritime environment, then it'll be a a, a naval task force with a, a few ships or whatever. But uh, but in order to do that, we're going to take like a, let's just say an Army Corps headquarters, make it into a joint task force. They'll throw these these guys are kind of like the you know just add water. You know they they have a <laughs> they have a community that they're the guys that set up kind of get things going. Yeah, you know ahead like ahead of everyone else, and then people could fall in on like kind of an existing battle rhythm and all that other stuff. So we got there, of course. We're, you know, they're like, who are you? I mean, they knew who we were, but they still played stupid with the whole thing. Like, why are you here? You know, or like, because you know, they didn't, they didn't ask for help. You know, they don't want, they don't want help. They want, they don't want their higher headquarters sending people <laughs> to get in their way, right? Yeah. They had to come get us at the airport. They had to, you know, there were, there were new people. They got to figure out where we're gonna, where they're gonna put us, where we're gonna sit. We have to get computers. We have to, they have to find a place for us to live. So we're just extra. Really, you know, like some <laughs> some colonel at, at you know at sitcom is like, we gotta send we gotta send our guys. We gotta get some guys in the mix. We gotta help out. You know, it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. But we ended up getting sent. So the Marines were like, yeah, we don't need you guys. Okay, cool. So where is this oh, now? Yeah. Where are you now at this point? In Bahrain. Okay. Yeah, and so we, you know, I won't go too deep into. The, everything because it's kind of hard to explain but yeah i was i was part of the task force getting uh everybody out of afghanistan i was just doing my part of that from bahrain ah. uh one of our guys uh the, the guy that was coming later he he showed up and he had never been to afghanistan uh he had never been deployed overseas you know to a combat zone and so you know i kind of talked to one of the Lieutenant colonels in the task force, you know, one of the jet guys. I was like, "Hey, you know, if you're you're not going to send us, cool. I, I don't really care. I don't need to go back to Afghanistan. I certainly really don't want to go back to Afghanistan for this, especially but, not for this." <laughs> yeah, because I saw, you know, I was watching it all fall apart, you know, and I was like, uh, "But if you're sending anybody, if you're sending a group in, which they were, I was like, this guy really needs to check that." that block yeah. really needs to get a 
get a go at the, uh, at the, I deployed before there, before there's, you know, before this is over, you know? So they sent him and, uh, he was there during all the, the full on debacle with the people swarming the airfield. And, uh, actually I think he might've come in after the airfield was resecured, but you know, he was there with the, when the uh, bombing happened and we'll go into all that stuff. But, um, anyway, so more on the lighter side. So I basically hung out in Bahrain, uh, for a month, a little over a month at night. I was, uh, in a three bedroom apartment with my other two buddies, really nice, like nice place. Uh, we're ordering food. Like they have this, uh, they have this um, service. It's kind of like Uber Eats over there. It's called Talibat, which sounds like Taliban, yeah. like, you know. But but whatever, it's Talibat. And you know, these guys show up at your door and like, here's hamburgers or here's you know Mediterranean, you know Lebanese food or whatever. And everything is served with like ten pounds of naan, you know, that flat bread and like mm-hmm. piles of rice. You know, and you couldn't eat it all. Like, when are they all diabetes over here? You know? <laughs> okay, what um, is Dan doing? <laughs> Stacking dishes, uh, and, <laughs> and 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 finished her cereal and and kind of put a put a, like an exclamation point on it. And went. Oh, that was just right? cereal. Like, oh, okay. Well, it was just her cereal bowl and a spoon, and she kind of like put it, it, it away or whatever. <laughs> I'm sh- Jack's also got a bowl of cereal now, so I'm sure when he gets done with that, he'll he'll slam it down on the table. Don't. I'm just I didn't kidding. realize we were having breakfast together i would have gone and gotten yeah. something yeah we're having we're having breakfast i'm having a monster <laughs> energy drink i'm I'm having a third cup of coffee not a spot not a sponsor of the podcast in, but if you in my what is that the, why do you need a reason yeah <laughs> my far side mug yes. that i've had coffee in every morning for the last 25 years or 30 years or something does it have a nice patina on the inside? Oh yeah, it's all crazed. Yeah. It's super crazed. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess that's about it. When I was in Bahrain, uh, we were pretty busy, you know. But in the evenings, uh, you know, there was a short amount of time where we were doing twenty-four hour operations. Where I, I stayed on the day shift since I was the, the senior guy, and I made one of the majors <laughs> do the night shift, <laughs> like you do, yeah. <laughs> Well, it was, yeah, you know, it, yeah, that's kind of how it went. But anyway, uh, then we were, we got back on sort of just a regular uh, lower lower op tempo situation uh, where we didn't have to have 24-hour ops. Towards the end, uh, we started exploring Bahrain a little bit more. Not, not really like going out and seeing the sites, but just like at night instead of having somebody bring food. Yeah. Went to a couple of restaurants. And they had a burger. What was it called? I can't remember what it was called now. But, um, but anyway, I got these. I went there and got the Solar Gravity Burger. Like it was, a, it was like the place they had one in Kuwait. Uh-huh. They probably have one in, in Doha, but I didn't. I didn't end up. The only time I spent in Doha uh, in Qatar was at the airport. So I had some amazing hamburgers uh, on the way back. So we flew back in. We flew. So we left Bahrain had to go back through Al Udeed air base, drop off our gear and weapons and stuff. And, uh, but we were, we were trying to get like from Bahrain into Al Udeed straight to the airport. Cause we didn't want to stay there because how gross it was <laughs> <laughs> and straight to the Doha airport and back to Tampa. And we did it all in one day. Like we flew out in the wee hours, uh, 
uh, from Bahrain on a C-130 and we got to al and we had to sit there and it's, uh, you know, 110 degrees. We're sitting in a C-130 and it's hot. We're all dripping with wet and we're sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And the crew chief is like, hey, we're trying to get, a, a, you know, a bus to come out and get you. There's only three of us. Well, they could have just gotten a, a car. But, um, <laughs> you know, they do stuff with, with, with buses on the airfield, like, you know, military, you know, like big bluebird buses moving yeah. people around. So, they, yeah, so basically, the, you know, you're at the busiest airport in the world right now. And uh, because of all the refugees and, you know, aircraft coming and going, whether it's, you know, supplies for the refugees, right? Supplies! Uh, Yeah, you know, like (laughs) uh, food or... So, God, there's so many things with that that were just... (sighs) I I won't talk about a bunch of that stuff. That's that's not for for this venue. Um, Not loud. You don't need to keep chatting. Did you? No. Okay. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I do. I don't do this like every weekend or whatever. You know, I do. I, um, not yet. Yeah, not yet. So, <laughs> okay. So, so we're at the. You'll, I'm sure you'll have to edit this. Uh, a anyway, bit. <laughs> um, so we're at. We fi- we finally get off the bird. We get put on this blue big white bluebird bus there's like four of us in our gear we had piles of gear and uh they take us the guy the the airman driving the bus gets uh gets us to the wrong place on the airfield where it's like where all the refugees are going through and uh there's one air force sergeant and she's like oh what are you guys doing here we're like well we got dropped off here you know <laughs> you know and uh she's this like is where right. your she, precious she, bus she, took us yeah. And so she, uh, you know, she's like, you know, she does whatever she does. She's like, all right, come on, come through here. So we get through and we're about to, uh, we, we'd already coordinated, uh, with the, this, uh, other group on the, like the CENTCOM forward people to, to be ready for us to take us to the airport. And we're loading our stuff into this minivan after we turned in our weapon and turned in our other gear, we loaded our stuff in the minivan and this cutter, customs official comes out you know he's like yelling in arabic you know and the air force uh sergeant she's she's you know talking to him and a couple other guys come out they're like you know wearing uniforms the the cutter you know customs and border patrol or whatever they are and they're arguing with her and she's you know broken english and she's like no they're from inside they're like outside there's no inside (laughs) the guy's like yelling like outside he says no inside <laughs> and they just go back and forth and the guy's like telling us to stop loading our stuff onto the onto the minivan and finally like through just persistently yelling back at the guy he finally like you know threw his hands in the air and, and we got in the minivan and we went to doha uh, to the airport and so we're uh <laughs> and every time you fly to a country uh, military you bring your uh, government passport uh not every time but I have a government passport, but you don't, you, I've never used, well, I've used it once, but typically when you're flying on military orders, they just, you, you, you use your passport and they just go, give me your ID card. So you use your military ID card and they scan that. And uh, so I'm trying to get out, right. I'm at the airport, I'm going through security, trying to leave cutter on a commercial flight on cutter on uh, air Qatar or cutter or however you say it. And, uh, <laughs> Of course, I go I give the little customs dude in the booth my card, and he 
scans it, and he looks at me and he's like, "When did you come into my country?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I was in Bahrain. I, I came in. I came in on like whatever date through July. Flew a military aircraft to Bahrain, and I just flew back uh, tonight. And I'm and I'm trying to leave. And he's like, "But you, I don't show you re-entering the country." right? Which is what must have happened when the argument happened and they took us to the wrong place. And the sergeant just said, ah, just come through here. Oh, <laughs> so like I, I basically illegally, I illegally entered cutter. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I was, I was trying to leave. They're like, you're not here. When, how long have you been here? What do you, and I'm like, when I explained it, the guy's like, the guy, like he's got two pips on his shoulder boards and he's like, blah, 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 blah. the guy with three pips on his shoulder boards come, come over. He's, <laughs> You know, and they're talking in Arabic and he's telling him to do whatever, whatever. And he's tapping around on his keyboard and he slides, scans my ID again. And they're arguing with each other. Wait, do them, do them arguing with each other again. I don't know. So they're arguing. And then finally I, you know, the guy just waves me through. He's like, screw it. Enough of this. Yeah. I was like, I'm just trying to leave. I want to leave. I'm trying to go. I'm not trying to come in. like, you know what's going on. You know the chaos that's happening right now. I, I'm just trying to get out of here. I don't just let me go. You know, let me leave your country. And I mean, I'm not trying to enter your country. Obviously, I already entered it. Right. I just want to leave. You know, like so. So, and then my other buddy, he has a similar problem that he gets through. And then my other buddy, he, he is stuck. Whatever little, whichever little line he had gone through, the guy was like not having it. You know, and there was he, he had to he had to get out. And then like some dude took him away for, for, you know, like five minutes. And then finally, like they came back and like let him through the line. But I was a little concerned. I was like, what are they going to do? What are they, what are they doing to him? You know? <laughs> and so finally we, we got through. And then uh, there was, it turned out there was another security checkpoint where they found a, I had a Gerber multi-tool in my bag that I forgot was in there. And they took it away from me because it had a, the knife blade actually was, was within the, the rules but it had a tiny little saw blade on it. that was like three millimeters too long or something. <laughs> and, and then, so the, the police, the, the police, the, the airport police had to come. And of course the whole time they were like, we're so sorry, sir. But you know and I'm like? No, no, it's my fault. I, I'm the dummy that has the, the, you know, the thing that's against the rules, you know, I mean, they were cool to me, but they, they officially had to like take it and fill out paperwork and, a. a, a a fat guy in a beret with a with a polo shirt that said police had to <laughs> come over and look at me. And he, he was also very apologetic. And I'm like, hey, you know, it's not you. It's my fault. You know, I'm sorry you had to come over here. And uh, that was it. So <laughs> that was my, you know, without I didn't get in a lot of the details of the actual evacuation. But as far as like my travel, uh, travel issues and that stuff um trying to think what else was interesting about bahrain Uh, sounds like you also had difficulty pulling out of that area yes (laughs) yes what i i love i love air air qatar like the official airline of bill and ted air qatar is is that is it (laughs) no it sounds like air guitar (laughs) the way you say it yeah yeah I think it was Qatar Airways. It's like, you know, uh, I got a bunch of American Airlines uh, points because uh, they, they're affiliated or whatever. Um, okay, that's nice. Yeah, well, it is nice because I, I think I, I got bumped to first class on a couple of flights recently. It was cool. 
But yeah, that was about it. I'm trying to think of anything else. Apparently in Bahrain, there's a thing called the Tree of Life, which is like there's some tree. I, I didn't go see it because it was like way out in the middle of the desert. It'll take you like two hours to get out there. And supposedly it's not that interesting when you get out there, but they have some tree that it's like impossible that it could be alive, like in the middle of the desert. And they still they don't know how how it's alive. It's like part of a <laughs> part of an oasis or something. Oh well, hey, and and because because Anne wants to know what's in the box, she because she's nosy. No, like, should we do the box? It's thing? not time yet. No, it's not time yet. Okay, well, she just walked away, so she's just gonna have to. She'll just have to. We'll do that after. We'll do that after we do news. <laughs> okay. The tree of life is thirty-two feet high, and over four hundred years old. Yeah, but I, I didn't go see it. But that that was something that I thought about doing, and I was like, eh. It's, seems it's a tree <laughs> that's like one of the only big uh tourist things out there where i was in uh mana manamana manamana do 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 yeah it's like manama i think is the city <laughs> oh yeah manama 40 kilometers manama. from manama one yeah. 1.2 miles from jebel dukan the highest yeah. point in bahrain yeah Bahrain, it's hot. It's also very hot. I had to walk about a mile to to the base every day, and it was, you know, if you didn't leave like super early in the morning, it was you regretted it. So we're not opening the box yet. I had just called you a loser. Oh, great! Thanks, Sam. <laughs> he says, "Oh, great! Thanks, Sam." She said that she loved you. So, oh, uh, I don't know. That's enough talk about Bahrain. I'm sure it's it's. There's nothing. Uh, if I think of something interesting about Barreno, well, the, the food was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for telling us about your story of almost going yeah. to Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of stuff I could tell you, but I'm not going to tell you on the podcast yeah. about like some of the intricacies and the things that that uh, that were said and done. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I blame the State Department. <laughs> for 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 all the all the thing all of the pro- things that went wrong i i'd say if you, if you were to blame an you know a part of the government for the disarray and and uh kind of initial for, for the for all the problems basically uh i would blame the state department like yeah. 90% was the state department issue and then Everything that the military had a hard time with was because they couldn't prepare. They they weren't they weren't they had plans. They were they had planned to be prepared, but every time there was a decision point where they needed to do certain things to be to be ready, the State Department would just say, "Uh, uh-huh, thanks for telling us that that's a decision point." And the military was like, "Yeah, so you know, like if you want us to be able to do X, Y, and Z." we need to move like this stuff and these people and these aircraft and this whatever whatever we, you're in the lead so we need your permission you know we need your okay to bring in you know and they were like nope we're, we'll let you know and then before you get further along and the, and the military guys are like hey um you're at a very critical decision point here where if this doesn't happen then this can't happen and they're, they're like thank you <laughs> you know we're <laughs> Thank you, you know, horrible military people. We hate you. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I, yeah, I blame the State Department. 
or and or the administration, you know, <laughs> the, the civilian side politics. Yep. So okay, so I'm done with all that nonsense. Well, happy uh, Armed Forces Day. Oh, is it Armed Forces Day today? <laughs> According to the internet, oh, all right. it's the third Saturday in May. Great. It's it's also Happy Slam the Screen Door Day. Yeah. And... Well, my look, man. You know, this is my life. Like, I came out here to the back porch. Nobody was on this back porch before you came out there. But you're so popular. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, can you? Not slam the... Right. Stop. Stop. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Imagine this is like a recording studio. Except except it's a backyard, but so when I do my podcast, I'm gonna have to like you probably do shouldn't do it there. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Put a put a sign on the door that says on air. Yep. A red light. Well when you do your podcast or like straight and like oh this isn't important enough to not have screen door slamming and and cereal bowls clanking in the background i get it <laughs> good to know thanks jack 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 this is we're reco- <laughs> the 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 stuff that's being recorded here uh will go out onto the internet and we'll be there forever <laughs> so someday a thousand years from now somebody's going to want to know something about like some some guy getting his PhD in history is going to find this recording. And and he's going to have a little a little nugget of uh, of something about the the Afghan pullout. You know, well, he'll write. Many people blame the the State Department for the debacle. <laughs> or some poor anthropology PhD student that's been tasked with uh... one subject. All right, Jack. I'm doing this podcast. All right, so hush. <laughs> All right. Is it time for news? Yeah, let's let's do news. What's news, you ask? Yes, what is the news, Mike? <laughs> well, you know how we do uh dead celebrity news? Yeah. Sometimes this is a dead celebrity career news. You ready for this? Yeah, sure. After over four decades, this old house's master carpenter and pioneer of the home improvement television genre, Norm Abram, is officially leaving the show and hanging up his tool belt. I know, I saw that. I saw that recently, and there was like some pictures of him over the years, you know, like yeah. he's young in the seventies, and then he's like, you know, doing the new Yankee workshop, and there's like a picture of him, I guess, today. Yeah, he looks he looks pretty rough. He looks old, <laughs> and skinny, and he doesn't look. You know, he always was kind of a big, robust fella yeah you know with a kind of a paunch you know and now he just looks i mean he's old he's probably pushing 80 i bet probably i didn't look up his age and it doesn't say in this Um, article but he you know he looked he looked kind of sickly and you know i don't mean i don't mean that mean way you know like in a getting old like everybody way yeah yeah but like i have pancreatic cancer kind of way you know what i mean like he just looked i don't i don't know that he's ill but he looks like ill a little bit in the picture that i saw He's oh my god! He's only seventy two. Really? <laughs> well, he he looked he looked no. pretty rough in that picture that I saw Ho- of him. Hopefully, he's not sick. 
There's a special. One hour tribute special. The house that Norm built, uh, which will premiere Monday, October 3rd on PBS. 43 years well, he did that show. So uh, remember when we had the wood shop at, at, in architecture school? Uh-huh. Do you, do you know? Do you remember my my norm story thing? Do you remember? Uh, you remember like okay, so Professor Sergeant was uh, we had our. You remember when the guy who was the guy that ran the the shop down there the, with the, the ponytail? The, yeah, I don't remember his name. No, no, that was the that was the guy that ran like the CAD stuff or whatever the library. There was a guy. Yeah, maybe he had a ponytail too. But yeah, he was the guy. He was oh, Bruce, the shop teacher. Bruce ran Bruce. the shop. Yeah. Yeah, and he was missing a couple fingers, right? Like like all good shop teachers. He was, yeah. Were you there when, when he was doing the safety <laughs> class? Like some of us were using the shop already, so... No, this was the furniture the... class that I did not take that you did. It was, that was one of the... Uh, the no, electives. no, it wasn't the... Fur- no, it was when... It was when we all had to make something useful out of one two-by-four. Were oh, you in there for that? Yeah, I was. Okay, so we were all... The whole class was going to use that shop. And... uh you weren't you weren't there for that? You don't remember this? You I don't remember. I don't. Well, tell the story. Maybe I was there, and I just don't remember for some stupid reason. Yeah. Okay. So he's giving. You know, some of us were already using the shop, and he he was cool with us. But when the whole class came down, he was like, "All right, I got to give you all a shop safety, uh-huh. you know, class, right? Yeah, you know, like just guy, like guy. just like Norm would do at the beginning of every episode of New Yankee Workshop, where he would tell you and be sure to always wear these safety yep. glasses. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so he's he's showing us all the different pieces of equipment, you know, and he goes to the table saw and he's like, he's running the table saw and then he, he shuts it off at the table saw and then he goes over to the wall or he has somebody at the wall shut off the, the power at the, the three phase power at the wall. He's talking about when you're going to change the blade or do something, adjust the blade, you need to turn, turn also turn the power off or whatever. Or that's what he's trying to tell us, right? So effectively but, unplugging the, the saw. So yeah. There's no chance. And so, that, but yeah, I'm, Surprised you don't remember this because you probably actually weren't there. There's no way you could remember this. So he's standing at the table saw. He the table saw had just been running. He he shuts it off. Somebody shuts off the power at the wall, and he's gesturing towards the blade. Yeah, and his hand hits the blade. That's just that's still like slow. It's still spinning. (laughs) It's it's not spinning full speed. Right. It's slowing down. Right. But But it's still spinning pretty rapidly. And so he's like, and you got to make sure you turn this in. And he gestures <laughs> towards the saw blade. And it's like, bunk, bunk, and he just blood everywhere. Oh, my God. No, I was not there for that. <laughs> and, uh, he just, without skipping a beat, he goes, safety class is over. Everybody has to get out. Get out. And uh, he's he's got his hand. And he's like, you know, he's got to go to the emergency room. Because <laughs> he's got like, got to get like, I don't have any stitches, but. <laughs> gotta get his fingers stitched back together. So oh, there was wow. that. I can't believe you don't remember that. You weren't there for that. I must not have you been there you? for that. No. Or I was uh, standing in the door. It was so crowded. I was standing in the doorway and I couldn't actually see what was going on. Well, you might have been already using the shop and we're just like, I don't need to be in here for this. I'm going to go right. smoke a cigarette or something. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, so going back to the norm, uh, one night when I was in the furniture design class, we just started it. Uh, I'm watching the new Yankee workshop and Norm is cross cutting a piece of wood on a table saw and he's, or he's, he's not either, either he's doing it or he's not doing it. He's, he's, I think the, the takeaway is Norm is warning against cross cutting uh, a piece of wood on the table saw because it'll kick back and right. you can 
get hurt. Uh-huh. Well, the next day I'm in the shop and Professor Sergeant is, uh, he's like, hey, if you're going to cross cut, we have a table saw in the back with a special attachment ju- just for doing cross cuts so that it doesn't kick back. That's cool. Don't cross cut. Don't cross cut on this, on the big table saw where Bruce had just had covered everything with blood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, of course, like <laughs> that's your warning. Using... Don't cross cut on the saw that's covered in Bruce's blood. Yeah. So of course, uh, everybody's using the other table saw to cut their, their wood. I don't know. I could have used the fan saw or whatever. I don't know what, why I didn't, but, but I had this thin piece of wood I'd ripped. So it was a one by at this point. Right. I just needed to make a quick cut. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, ah, it'll be okay. Whatever. So I go to, yeah, whatever. And of course, as soon as I do that, piece of wood kicks back like at 100 miles an hour or 200 miles an hour, however fast, but it hits me right in the groin. <laughs> like just, just missing, just missing the important stuff. Big Ed and the twins. Yeah. yeah. It leaves a, a, leaves a big bruise on the inside of my leg. And I was like, <laughs> well, I was warned not only by Professor Sergeant, but last night by Norm Abrams to not do what I just did. And I thankfully, <laughs> it thankfully missed my important jewels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's my, uh, and actually I met Norm. Yes. A, uh, you and I met him at, together. Oh, were you? Yeah. So we were, we, at the home, were we? Was it, it was like the home, some kind of home improvement expo at the world Congress center at the, the convention center. I think he autographed somewhere. I must have a copy yeah. of this old this old house magazine that he autographed. But I told him that story. Yeah, that, I told that was him how like. <laughs> well, no, we okay. So we go. We, we stand in line, right? We're waiting in line with other people, and it wasn't a big line to go meet Norm and get his autograph. And uh, and we get up there and we go together. And you just launch into the story about yeah, hey, I was just I was watching New Yankee Workshop about the thing, and then you just told the story you just you just told to him, and he was like signing your magazine, like he's like dumbass, <laughs> yeah. And then he looks, like he looks at me, and I go, I go, I shot myself in the hand with a nail gun last year, <laughs> bounced off of my <laughs> off of my knuckle bone. So yeah, it happens to everybody. <laughs> sure he's had some pretty horrific injuries I mean, oh, yeah. after, after you know however many 50 something years of doing carpentry um i think it just comes with the territory i'm gonna have to have to watch like the current season of this old house the last one that he's in I, and to I see if he, has, he has all his fingers i haven't watched that show in years so jack put the scissors down I know you're thir- you're 13, but there's nothing good can happen with you just picking we, up scissors. We literally just had shop safety. Yeah. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> but but think about it, Jack. It doesn't matter if you were if you were 30 years old and you were picking up the scissors to not cut something but just handling them for no reason. Like I'd still get nervous. I'd be like there's no reason to be picking up a pair of scissors right now. But you can help me open the thing later. <laughs> wow, okay, so what else itching is... to get that box open, aren't they? <laughs> what else is in the news? Oh, boy. Did you hear about uh, Don Gorski in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin? Uh, I have not. I don't know who that is. Who is that? Yeah, he's been eating a Big Mac at McDonald's every day for the last 50 years. Since he was 18. Just one? At least one. <laughs> well, good for him. It's uh, that's a lot. That's pretty consistent, you know. Like he never went out of town. He never like or went overseas where there wasn't a place to eat a Big Mac, or he never 
went camping or did he like, was he prepared? Like he went camping for four days and brought, you know, Big Macs. I don't know. So he could keep the streak going. Let's see, it's got to be more than one a day because he's, uh, as of last year, he's, he was over 32,000 Big Macs. He's in the Guinness Book of World Records. 32,000 Big Macs. That's like acre of pizza territory. 32,000 Big Macs, but divided by 365 days a year, right? Are you uh, doing the math? No, no, no. I'm just, that, that, okay, so if you ate, if you ate, what, 30, if you ate 32,000 Big Macs and you ate one a day, it would take you 87 years. <laughs> so he had to eat more than, it would take you over 87 years, almost 88 years. So he's been doing it for 50. 000. So he's, he's had about one, one and a half or one and two thirds a day. Maybe yeah. he, maybe he goes for, for, you know, one meal some days and two meals other days. It's no, he's exactly skinny. Wants, yeah. He's skinny. <laughs> he's a skinny guy. Well, good for him. He never mixed it up with a quarter pounder or fillet of fish, huh? I don't know. He's skinny and he's, he's like a hippie. He looks like um, if John Lennon were still alive and had really bad bangs. Yeah. He was in the documentary Super Size Me. They talk, oh, yeah? That guy talked to him. That dude is a fraud. Oh, yeah. The Super Size Me guy is a total mm-hmm. fraud. That, that was nonsense. Yeah. It says, in case you're... Yes. Well, this says, in case you're wondering about his health, he says the steady burger diet hasn't slowed him down a bit. He says... If you're, it's not really the food you eat, it's your lifestyle. If you're lazy, I probably would have gained a lot of weight, but because I'm so active, I burn off my calories. Yeah. I mean, if the furnace is burning hot, you put whatever kind of fuel you need to in it. Basically, it doesn't, doesn't say what he's, what he does. Like what's his, uh, what's his workout routine (laughs) whenever he's 68 years old, so. Yeah, but he might be like a norm, like a carpentry guy or a construction guy. I don't think so. Someone who's just just looking at him. I'm busy. guessing no, maybe gardening. Yeah. So and maybe you know, and and that also doesn't mean that he wasn't eating other healthy food. True. Uh, he could be eating know, nothing but salad for every other meal, or just you know other foods that aren't Big Macs. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. All right. What else? Got, <laughs> got anything else? Uh. <laughs> The Wichita Police Department said it has identified the woman accused of defecating in the store aisle early last week. This is at a beauty supply store. My goodness. Quote, the defecation was significant enough that eight wigs were destroyed as a result, and the business would like to know who the poopatrator is so they can pursue criminal <laughs> charges. The poopatrator? The poopatrator, yeah. Uh, what, did, what is she, did she use the wigs to wipe? I don't or what? know. I'm assuming that's what's going on. <laughs> the incident was captured on video surveillance, uh, but for the good of all of you, we're not posting the footage of the offending fecal assault. They refer to her as public enemy number two. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> And if you if you uh, recognize her, you can call Detective Meyer at 316-268-4254 or email him at dmeyer at wichita.gov. Dude, the world is full of weirdos. <laughs> Let's see. Did you, did you see that video? There's a video of a news reporter, you know, like the anchor lady at the, on the local, some local news channel. And she's talking about a bomb scare at the Home Depot. 
No. You see that? No. So she's she's reading the story, you know, she's reading from the teleprompter and she's a, a local uh you know, at the local Home Depot there was a bomb scare uh, today and uh where a gentleman walked into the bathroom and warned other customers that were in the in the restroom <laughs> that he was about to quote blow it up <laughs> and that they needed to get out. And I so, think that was also uh, in Wichita, Kansas. That's so weird. Yeah, and so like uh you know, they reported, you know, somebody thought that he like use a bomb in the in the bathroom, but you know he was just saying, "I'm gonna blow it up," you know. <laughs> right, right. You want to hear it? And and the lady, the lady doing, yeah, the lady doing the announcement doesn't realize what had, tra- you know, she's just reading it. She doesn't realize it. She doesn't realize it until the end, and then she, all the other people in the studio are like hysterically laughing. So yeah, yeah. Hey, hang on. Here we go. Homeowners for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments. And that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. man also told police others in the room laughed, understanding his joke, which... I'm just now getting it. <laughs> Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that thing there. Do you eat it now, please? No. <laughs> They're all cracking up. <laughs> I think I have to go to a commercial. No, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. to blow it up yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome i can't believe that's so weird that that, that was uh well it's, okay one wichita, of the links said wichita the other one said springfield but still it's like wichita's, uh, it's in the same fantastic. general area you know there might be another wichita like you know there's like wichita falls kansas or uh texas i think or Oklahoma. Right. i don't know but uh all right well okay so what else anything else anything else newsworthy Okay, so in case you've noticed uh, with these news articles, so we started off with a, you know, a legitimate heartwarming guy we all love is retiring story, and then then we went to the guy ate ate a lot of burgers, then woman pooped in a beauty store and wiped wiped her butt with the wigs. The wigs we assume several wigs, several wigs, <laughs> several, eight eight wigs. Eight, eight so, wigs. So now we conclude our news decline uh, here with the final story. The audit finds half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake. Yeah. Did you well, hear that? Why should he why should he be any different than everybody, everybody else? else? <laughs> good good luck, Elon, with that purchase. Yeah. I uh, I like how the, the day after he says he's gonna vote uh Republican, he And and is, and warns people, watch how they're they're gonna start coming after me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they what did they do? They they came after him with some nonsense he said she said well, third party accusation I, I i like elon musk and uh but it is possible that you know i'm just gonna put it out there it is possible that he knew that was coming right and, and just put and then preemptively put that out to make it you know to like he's a smart guy so he could have uh he's he's manipulating things too you know oh, he's, sure. uh, he's not a dummy so he's playing the game you know better than they are i think but uh you know 
Yeah. Who, who knows? I don't, you know, Ask, who knows what's going on? Asked about the uh, the revelations about the the, the Twitter account. Uh, the president had this to say. <laughs> and that concludes oh. news. Okay. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, James, what's in that box I sent you? Oh, we're about to open the box. <laughs> is, is your mom around? Because she's going to want to know what's in this box. You should go, like, so we can... Go go find your mom because she's going to want us to see what's in the box. Don't move with any sense of urgency or anything. Son. Yeah, no. Let's take your time. So I sent. Dude, you I sent run uh... everywhere. <laughs> he like he he's like running, always running around, and like we have like a little mushroom thing. It's like a little uh, pommel horse thing in the house that he's always like flying around on. And, and he just that was the most lazy I've ever seen him move. I was like, hey, go get your mom. He was like, he just slowly mm-hmm. stood up. No, he's a teenager walked now. Over the door, right? That's yeah, weird. Yeah, he is a teenager. <laughs> but, uh, I took him to jujitsu the other day, and uh, there was nobody his size, and uh, the the main instructor wasn't there, and so we showed up on like fundamentals day because I wanted to get, get him introduced to you know the fundamentals, and uh, the, the 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 practice ended up being uh, like another another black belt was running it, and it was just an hour of full-on sparring and i'm like okay this isn't really like jack jack learned an arm bar he taught jack how to do an arm bar which jack immediately uh mastered mastered to the point where i had to tell him like hey that hurts a lot you need to dial it back a smidge right like (laughs) before you do that to all your friends (laughs) well you know when you're practicing like he had the technique you know so i'm letting Mm -hmm. him get the arm i'm letting him practice on mm, me yeah and uh, i'm not resisting i'm just you know he's getting my arm and he's doing it but he's like 100 pull, pulling the arm bar you know and so when you're practicing with somebody you know you 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 do it slowly till till the person taps but he's just like cranking it i'm like hey ah, ah, you know I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but i'm sure that made him super happy you know like i'm well, he's got to be pretty strong by now with all that gymnastics. Like he's been oh, doing he's gymnastics since he since he was born, right? No, actually, he he did gymnastics when he was like five, and then he decided he didn't like it, and he was pissing off the instructor. The instructor got so mad, he came over to me. I didn't even know he had walked over to me, and there was just randomly this guy that was like, almost like he almost like he had tears in his eyes. He was like, <laughs> "Can I talk to you, man?" And I was like. <laughs> So Jack Jack has a habit of uh, out fool, uh, out fooling out, out foolishing people like if you know if, you know the whole like you know somebody smarts off he'll he'll like oh you think that's smart enough I'll smart off like oh. this you know? <laughs> so Anne I'm about to open the box okay Anne's going to get a water to, and then she's going to come back and I can open the box oh okay so but then like several years later Jack was just sitting in the living room like pushing himself up into handstands and stuff like from just the ground you know in, in very gymnasticy kind of ways and i was like you know what the hell man you should be in gymnastics and he, he said i i i want to do gymnastics now so he had he, he needed to mature a little bit oh, okay he had, he's matured quite a bit and uh he's, he's a, yeah he's a solid solid uh gymnast he took third in the state and then he took third in the regionals so nice out of like eight, eight states you were third yeah, seven. Still, he beat a lot of other kids to the to the 
you know, doing this thing. All right, I have the box. Nice. So I, I sent you a box, and I told you you can't open Don't it open until it. the show. So here we are. Right. All right. And, and Anne is here, so her nosiness will be... Maybe, maybe turn your video back on for this part. Oh, okay. All right. Let me turn the, uh, turn the video back on. Of course, I'm a middle-aged man, so I can't figure out how to do anything. Okay, here we are. Hey, right. there you are. So, Jack, you want to hold the, uh, the camera? Hi. Uh, all right. Can you can you see? Can you see? Hi, Ann. <laughs> we're not recording the video. <laughs> yeah, we're not recording the video, Ann. So it's just Mike. It's just like it's just like a phone call with Mike on the video side. So Mike can see you. Ann's been doing yard work. See so now she like turns red. You know, like a, like a tomato. I I don't know. That's the surprise, right? He, that's the whole point of this. Is he said, I'm sending you a box, but don't open it. We're going to open it on the podcast. So I'm opening it, and Mike used 900 layers of tape, apparently. All right, here we go. Oh, bubble wrap. Somebody who's going to have fun with this. <laughs> nice right. side eye to Jack. <laughs> oh, a microphone. Oh, look at that. Sure. Yes, it's so I can sing. Uh, <laughs> as we know what a great crooner I am. And then uh, there's an Amazon uh, male to female microphone cable thing. So I guess this is the, what is this? Oh, okay. That's the cable to the microphone. And, uh, and then there's a a microphone stand. Dude, you're, you're, you're forcing me to do this podcast, aren't you? <laughs> Is you're, that... you're making it so I, I can't I can't like squirm out of it. I have a deadline and I gotta <laughs> I gotta start putting something together. Hey here, look look over here. Look over here at at that corner. How many uh -huh. how many microphones do you see in the shot here? I see one. Oh two. I see two. Three? Yes. Okay, three. Yes. You you are in possession of Nerdburger Studio microphone and stand number four. Ah. Well, that's they are now yours me. for your podcast. I, I will have to. I will have to get serious about the podcast. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I've been talking a good game, but I want to do it. Um, I've been listening to a uh, a new podcast. It's not new, but it's new to me. Called uh, "The Rest Is History," and it's these two <laughs> British guys, and they just randomly talk about different things. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah. Um, I guess I got to figure it out, man. Uh, yep, no. I got to figure out what our, what our, what our thing is, what we're, right. how we're going to, what's our, what's our, uh, shtick going to be right. for, for history. Also, you'll, you'll need something to plug that microphone into that mm -hmm. has like USB. If, if so you can plug your computer into it also. Okay. So I'll need like, so there's software or whatever I need to get, right? Well, yeah. What do you what do you use? I know there's something called like Garage Band or Garage something. That's or what, what I, yeah, Garage Band is what I use. And uh, and you just load that on your computer, and then I just need to get the attachment that takes that microphone to USB, and I, then I'm I can I'm good. Yep. Okay. And a USB adapter for a microphone. Okay. Well, look at we'll we'll check it out. There's all know. kinds of different things you can get. You just need to decide what you want. 
yeah, I can just go on Amazon and, and just order like the little adapter and I'll be good. I'll figure it out. And there goes the bubble wrap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can hear the bubble wrap. On the recording how, about, how about go pop the bubble wrap? Here, here's some more bubble wrap so you can really have fun. Nope, don't take it. Bye. <laughs> I didn't realize I'd put toys for two different people in that box. Yeah, well, you know, bubble wrap. You know they make bubble wrap that doesn't pop? They make bubble wrap that doesn't pop. Why on yes. earth would you do that? And it, that's to me, that's a crime. Yeah. Like you're, you're, that, that just means you're a jerk. You know, like the fact that somebody's like, we should make bubble wrap so that it doesn't pop so that, you know, children, children will uh, have less fun. Yeah. And adults. Because I enjoy popping the bubble wrap too, because well, there, there's even apps. There's like a bubble wrap app you can get on your phone where you can pop bubble wrap on your iPhone. No, that's not as satisfying. You know what? You know what's great is you you lay it out on the floor and you you walk on it in bare feet. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got a little bit of the bubble wrap left. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, I do that not not necessarily for the pleasure of popping the bubble wrap, although that's a nice bonus. But that's to get all the air out of it so that it doesn't take up as much room in the in the garbage. Yeah. Well, I, that's not going to be a problem for me. I can just give the children the bubble wrap and they'll you know. True. Yeah. So cool, man. I had a feeling that's what this was. Yeah, you did. I I, <laughs> I was pretty sure it wasn't a box of cigars or a bottle of bourbon. Although it could have been either of those could things have been. as well. Yeah. But no, but that's no, actually, no, no, no. this is, shows you how much of a pack rat I am. That is the original packaging that all that stuff came in. Yeah. And that's the Amazon box that they shipped it to me. Oh wow! So you you are a wow. That's impressive. <laughs> well, that I kept of... I kept the original packaging in the shipping box in the closet back there, so it was easy to find <laughs> to put back together. Micro... Oh yeah, there's also a uh... foam microphone windscreen. Yep. Wow, this that's is so pretty, you don't pop. Cool. Testing, testing, testies, testing. Oh, did I did One, I ship the microphone two, with the thing on it? Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Figured that right. Would, that I mean, would that's I would helpful. need that, so I'm not, I yeah. don't sound. Uh, I don't sound bad. But that's yeah. You 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 are now in possession of Nerdburger microphone setup number four that I bought a year before the pandemic and barely used. What about <laughs> what about what about History Burger or something? Right? Like, what? How can we incorporate Nerdburger into the? <laughs> we can call just, it History Burger if you want. <laughs> just think it out loud. I'm not saying that's it, but you know, I'm constantly trying to think of new like oh is that a sticker oh a sticker yeah I, um you I even gave me the sticker so i didn't cool. throw anything away <laughs> history burger hmm. what's another word for history is there another word for history like i should get a thesaurus and you know <laughs> history burger that's that has potential it's, it doesn't roll off the tongue super well but uh let's not see. like Assholes of history. <laughs> history uh, synonym. Let's see, what are some synonyms for history? Sixty-five synonyms of history. Title's got to uh, be in there somewhere, or the name. Uh, account, chronicle, chronology, commentary. The, uh, usually, commenta- commentaries, narration, narrative, record, report, story, story burger, narration burger. 
let's see, words related to his history, version, deposition, documentation, testament, testimonial, testimony, witness, annals, uh, <laughs> journal, logbook. There's some French word, process, verbal. I don't know if I pronounce that word. It's a terrible word, French. Recitation. Anything that study. starts with B. Bygone. Bygone burger. There you go. Flashback. Flashback burger. Flashback burger. Antiquity burger. <laughs> then, then, then we that would keep that would kind of that would kind of keep the podcast in uh, more distant history. Pre uh, pre Renaissance, I guess. Near antonyms for history: by and by, future, future, futurity. Future, by and by burger. Hereafter. Yeah, that sounds that sounds dumb. <laughs> Um, saga, epic burger, yarn burger, anecdote <laughs> burger. I don't know history burger. I don't know what. So if you start a podcast, can you change the name of it? Is that like does that totally screw up your listeners? Like if, you know you change the, you know if you were like something history and then you're like you know what we're gonna change the name of this podcast. It's still the same feed. Everything's still the same except we change the name. Like we wanted to change we're like started we said history burger and then later on we, we were like nah this is a way like we just come up with like the most amazing name ever for the podcast then we have to can we change it no, I, I would think that that would be not recommended for mm-hmm. a brand from a branding perspective right so whatever we pick we got to pick it yeah it's gotta be like, you gotta right, stick with it. it what about um wondering out loud colon a can of worms colon a history podcast asterisk with bourbon that was the first burger. idea we had. <laughs> burger. <laughs> burger, yeah. Or hamburgers of history. Can of worms burger. A pod- it's a podcast about history, but also I like burgers. <laughs> so it can be a history podcast where I do where I review a bur- occasionally when I get to it, I can review a hamburger. It's a history podcast that's also occasionally a cooking show, or at cooking least an eating history. show. An eating show, yeah. yeah. Uh, How about um, eating history? Eating history, consuming history, yeah. consuming history. Or, you uh, know, binging on history. History binge binging. burger, binge history burger, binge burger, binge, binge burger, burger. Colon a history podcast. Asterisk with bourbon. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, what do I want to cover though? Like, what's the? It's all <laughs> been covered. Like all like history, there's so many history podcasts. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe we just figured it out. It's history through food. We we yeah, talk we discuss really history bad. through the perspective of food. Yeah, that's very that's a very specialized. Somebody's probably already doing that. Yeah, I mean, you could talk about oh, the tomato, you know, all about you know tomatoes or whatever, how they were you know from the New World. Uh, people didn't want to eat them because they thought they're, you know, because they're part of the hemlock family. I think the leaves are actually actually are poisonous, but the, oh, really, like, yeah, they thought that the the tomatoes were poisonous initially. Uh, I think they came to Italy as like ornamental or Spain. Maybe they went to Spain first, obviously. Uh, yeah, I think so. They were seen, they, it was like an ornamental uh, plant initially, and then finally, I guess they got a clue that you can eat them. Yeah, uh, the Italians figured out that it makes uh, makes all their food taste much better if they. Pour yeah. tomato sauce on everything, and then 500 years later or 400 years later, they uh, they brought it back to the the new world in the form of uh, what we think of now as Italian food, the stuff with tomatoes. Like, anyway, and the same thing with like hot peppers, 
you know oh i've been world and- dude you gotta get calabrian chili peppers in oil they have to be in in a jar with oil i don't know why those are maybe those are the hotter ones um and put those on your pizza instead of hot sauce it's Calabrian awesome. chili peppers yep in oil you can get a jar uh, of them on amazon for like 10 bucks okay but that's what i've been putting on my pizza that sounds good it is good. You, you had you had me at peppers in oil on pizza. That was yeah, that was like a no brainer to me. I think I think we should incorporate burger into into the thing just just for kind of to continue the nerd burger thing. Well, we could uh, do a we could do a a a bourbon podcast and call it Bourbon Burger. Well, okay, that would have to be a different podcast then. Right. I don't know that I have time for for you know <laughs> that. I mean, I. <laughs> Things are going to get busy for me. If I get a battalion command or I go to war college, you know, uh, that could be a lot with a wife and kids and a job uh-huh. and, a yard, and a big yard that I have to mow today at some point. <laughs> I just bought a, a brand new lawnmower. It was uh, with taxes and everything. It was $712. Wow. Yeah. That's, that it's must even, be a nice it's, lawnmower. It's not a riding lawnmower. I'll what? tell you that. It's a, no, it's a. I don't. I don't have the space to park a riding lawnmower. I don't have like a, that kind of shed. Um, well, your shed is a, full of is full of weights, weights and bicycles, and so uh, and now a punching bag. <laughs> um, it's one of those Bob punching bags. It's like looks like a dude. Oh, it's like on a stand. Oh, and, cool. Uh, that's what Penel. That's what Penelope wanted for her 16th birthday. She wanted a punching bag, so I got got her that. She didn't ask for a car for her 16th birthday? Nope. Wow. Things have changed. She won. Well, she knew she's going to get a car. She, I took her driving uh, last weekend. Like today would have been another good day to go driving. But, you know, she was kind of, up, she was a little upset with me because it's not about her. It's about me and uh, like my comfort with her driving. So we <laughs> drove down to a big parking lot and I let oh. her drive around the parking lot. <laughs> Where she and wants then, to go uh, on the interstate. In in, well, in she wants, like downtown she, through the tunnels and under the river. And, well, yeah. she wants to go at least on the main our main little road here, right. which is pretty busy and has ditches on both sides. And I was just like, nope, nope, we're gonna go to this parking lot where I can get a good feel for how you are. What and which car is she, she driving? Uh, Anne's Volvo. Okay, that's probably and, the best, the safest one. Well, I think that's the car she's gonna get. Yeah. I think we're gonna get a. a a couple days ago or yesterday we looked at a subaru ascent pretty nice car that that may be the i'm surprised that ann is willing to drive something that isn't swedish or german uh <laughs> but she she looked at it and she's like this is a decent car you know i like this car so, so we might get her uh an ascent and actually it's lower it's, they're a lot lower priced uh than some of the similar cars and then it's got like the highest safety rating and all other stuff so so yeah, she might be getting a Subaru, and then we'll give the the Volvo to Penelope. And uh, but yeah, so she drove in the parking lot for a while. I was like, hey, why don't you try backing into some spaces? She just could not back into a parking space to save her life. Yeah, which, you know, it's a brand new driver. You know, she doesn't hasn't got the figured out the backwards thing yet. Um, but then I then we drove. I drove us from that big parking lot to back to the neighborhood, and I was like you could drive in the neighborhood here. Just, just drive a few laps in the neighborhood, you know? Yeah. Well, if you're going, kind of like, if if you're going backwards, the trick to that is all you do is you turn the wheel in the direction that you want the back of the car to go. 
if, you're, if you're going unless backwards. You're back, it's unless the you're same back as going trailer. It's the same as well, unless you yeah, but you're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> okay, now that you've had you know ten minutes to practice backing backing up the car by itself, now we're going to put a boat on the back of it, and then you can try to Which like is, yeah. back that down the slipway into the lake yeah. <laughs> or the ocean, whatever you have there. Yeah. No, but it's the same as so, driving forward. You turn the wheel in the yeah. direction that you want the 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 front of the car to go. If you're driving backwards, you, you do the same thing. Yeah. Well, I, I know that. Yeah. And I think Penelope kind of knows that, but she was having a hard time with it, which is not a surprise. And then you got to get uh, so you got to get over the whole like I'm I'm like you know sitting sideways in the driver's seat and looking out the back, and so it seems like I should turn the wheel in the opposite direction. But no, your your instincts are correct. You should turn it in the direction you 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 think you should. It's just don't don't second guess yourself. Yeah. This has been driving tips with Mike. Yeah. So she's uh, so she's learning to drive. Cool. So so maybe tomorrow morning I'll take her out and let her drive on the main roads, or or tell her to like drive me to the Seven Eleven for a Slurpee or something. <laughs> like, all right, I want a Slurpee. Who's going to drive me, you know? Yeah. Not that I really, not that I really want a Slurpee, but I'm trying to think of, I need to think of a fun destination like Starbucks. Like let's go to Starbucks. You could have her uh, drive you to the bar and then a couple hours later, come and pick you up. Yeah. That's a possibility. Well, that also teaches her responsibility. Yeah. Except she, she doesn't have her driver's license. Yet, oh, so like, so oh yes. Yeah. We so could she drive has to, to the, yeah. Somebody has to be in the vehicle with yeah. her, you know, she has her learner's permit. But yeah, little little Penelope is learning to drive, and she's gonna be before you know it, she's gonna be out of the house going to college or something. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Okay, so what do we? I gotta come up. I gotta come up with a name for this podcast. I need to come up with some topics. We know it's a history podcast. We don't know what it's called. I, I don't think uh, just a, like focusing it on food. I th- I'd like to open the aperture to like any historical thing, you know whether it's 20th century, even 21st century, we could look, we could discuss like something that's happened in the last 22 years that, you know, what would historians, you know, what will historians say about this or how, like we view this thing that happened in 2010, you know, or the uh, 9-11 or whatever, you know, like I I was listening to a podcast, a couple of podcasts that have heard this discussed about how they compare like a thousand years from now, will people look at Hitler the way that we currently look at Genghis Khan, right? Like Genghis Khan murdered millions of people. And, but now they just kind of look at it as like, well, it was, you know, the Mongol empire and, you know, that's just how it was back then. You know, people, you, you went to a city with the walls around it, told them that, you know, you're part of the Mongol empire or we're going to kill you all. The people in the city are like, hell no. And then they all get killed. (laughs) You know, that's how it was. Uh Uh-huh. The Romans, that's how it was with the Romans. That's how it was with, you know, the, the Assyrians, especially the Assyrians. They were just horrible. Like, in, in fact, the podcast uh, that got me into that uh, rest, the rest is history podcast is they had Dan Carlin on there, like for a two part interview. Dan Carlin is like the godfather of history podcasts. You know, he's, you know, the uh, hardcore history with Dan Carlin. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they had him on there and they're, they're like, okay, Dan, first question, which which would you not want to be, you know, under siege by the Syrian, the Assyrians, the Romans or the Mongols, like, which would you least want to be attacked by, you know, 
And he was saying, he kind of flipped it and said, well, you know, am I the, am I the leader of the city or am I just a guy in the city? You know, and like, well, you know, whatever. He's like, oh, I'm a leader, blah, blah, blah. But he was, uh, he was saying like, if he had to pick somebody to be out of those, uh, to be under siege by, uh, it would have been the Mongols. He's like, at least there's a chance that, you know, you could survive the Mongols. Because he said sometimes the Mongols didn't bring their A game with the siege. Like they didn't have all their, they didn't have the like appropriate siege engines and ways of breaking through, you know, depended on like when in the history of the Mongol empire, they'd be able to break in. Uh, so he said, at least with the Mongols, there's a chance you could survive it where they would get bored and leave. But the Romans and the Assyrians always brought their engineers and they always got in. <laughs> <laughs> and, when, and and the rules under, you know, in ancient times, the rules with a siege is like, you know, they, they come to the city and say, yeah, are you going to give up or are you, you going to make us like sit here and, di- and and try to break in? And if you said, all right, we give up, there's a chance like you, you know, you'd be spared or, you know, some, some, some would be spared or, you know, maybe the leadership would be taken out, you know, but once the siege started, that's it. Like once your town is under siege, you're basically just, everyone's going to die if they get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's that's the rules. Like once the once the the besieging army gets in, it's it's there's no rules. Everyone it's just slaughter. Men, women, children, dogs, cats, pigs, donkeys, everything dies. All the all the loot is taken, you know. So yeah, when I do a history podcast, I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to first I'm gonna have to learn to stop saying like all the time. Oh yeah, that's, that's another that's one. I'll, like um, I want to try to try to fix <laughs> some of some of my speech issues. Yeah, well, you know, listen to yourself for an hour a week for years, and you you may not cure it completely, but it'll get better. I, I mean one one thing I wouldn't mind doing, even though I've it's been covered, uh, is maybe talk about some South American uh, history. You know, as far as like Bolivar. I can't think of the guy that was kind of the the, the similar guy for uh, Argentina and Chile, but kind of how how the how Latin America you know had their revolutionary time. But there's a revolutions podcast who's uh, it's the same guy who did the History of Rome podcast, uh, Mike Duncan, who he's he's got a revolutions podcast where he covers all the revolutions you know that have happened. I think he's in the I think he's in the in the communist uh, whatever the communist revolution in russia uh you know starting in the soviet union that that revolution yeah um but he covered bolivar and um but i think that one there's not a ton of ton of stuff on that but he's already done it so you know we could talk about i don't know i just gotta come up with something like you know we could do we could do you know punic wars even though that's been done but you know maybe we could have a shorter format i I don't know i gotta think of how i want to do this what hasn't been covered or what, what, what has a, a, a small amount of coverage that I can expand on in research, you know, like, uh, I'd have to, I gotta figure this out. We'll, I don't know. Yeah. We'll come up with something. I mean, I have to now I have microphone, microphone <laughs> stand and, you know, I could plug it. I could probably plug this thing into my bass amp and just start singing. I can. Set. Yeah, you could do that. Does does it have the it has the male to female thing right? I can plug it directly into my 
Oh, I don't know. I don't think an amp is going to have a microphone input. Oh. It's just going to have a line in, like a quarter inch. Yeah, yeah. Is there an adapter you can do that that would um, take it from a microphone? Maybe. Um, I don't know. To a, I'll have to look. If there is, I'll probably buy one. That way, I can start singing. So annoying. She'll be like, <laughs> like you said, you said I was going to sing, honey. <laughs> All right. Does that about do well, it? I think so. For me, anyway, I don't have any other fun things to say. And All I right. think Ann wants to go look, look at cars again. Got to get that uh, Subaru. I got to mow the lawn. Ascent. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to go look at um, look at Volvos just so we know that the, you know this car is forty thousand dollars more because yeah. it's Swedish, but it has all the same stuff. Um, I really want to get her an Telluride. The Kia Telluride. Oh yeah, that's that's nice. But they're they, hard to find. Oh, you know, yeah. It's just uh, it's so popular, and the you know the shortages and whatever. So. Yeah, but it's it's wonderful living in the seventies again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, well, you know, it's not not everything is Joe Biden's fault, but <laughs> I, you know, it's uh, it's pretty obvious <laughs> if you look at like charts and graphs over the last five or six years that yep, it pretty much is his fault. Well, five <laughs> or six years, who was the president five years ago? Uh, Trump. Yeah. And Trump was spending money like a drunken sailor. It's also, it's Congress. It's not just, yeah. you know, 40 billion for just, Ukraine, but uh, 48 billion for uh, what is it? Struggling restaurants and people. They, like, how about, it was How like about, in the same day they voted yes for the forty billion for Ukraine, but not for the forty eight billion for people here who need the money. But that money doesn't exist. It's no, fake. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. And Which is the problem. But that's why we have the worst inflation in forty years. Yeah. And it's so and it's a tax. They're taxing us. Just people don't realize it, you know, which is why and we'll never go back on the gold standard, but you know, we should. If we could go. We should because that would limit. Not because, you know, you could make the argument. Well, gold isn't inherently valuable. It's only valuable because we say it's valuable. Blah yeah. blah. blah. It's, it's it's its own fiat currency. It's like yeah, but not it, as bad it, as diamonds. It, but yeah, you can't just print more gold. So if you're whatever, you're, if your currency is tied to something tangible, uh, then it, it limits Congress. Congress can't just print more money that way. It's really more of a you know, it's a, it's to keep the government in check. If the government really wants to do something, then the people really have to be behind it because, you know, they're going to have to spend hard currency for something, you know, yeah. instead of just making money out of thin air and, and the money that you have is worth nothing. You know, I make more, I'm making more money than I've ever made, but I don't know that I'm, that it has the spending power right. that I had a few years ago. So it's like, it's, you got to pay cuts. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically it's a pay cut. So thanks, uh, everybody. Thanks for this, who is all that responsible stimulus. for screwing us. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that could be part of the podcast. Uh, you know, you know, talking about Milton Friedman and you know uh, Austrian economics. That'd be a good good way for me to, or, you know, Thomas Sowell and have like you know economics little or tidbits in each podcast, like reminding people that it's all smoke and mirrors. Um, and here's how that went down in uh, previous uh, 
civilizations. Yeah, like, that would be a good. Maybe do the whole Weimar Republic, like explain yeah. the, the inflation. That might be a good first podcast to kind of try to tie like things in history where we're seeing we're seeing it happening now. People pushing carts full of full of uh, you know piles of cash through the streets, to, you know, to, to yeah, buy for, a for, loaf of bread. Right. Yeah. yeah, and and look at how things went down in uh, Venezuela. Yeah, and then you know, like saying, okay, here's example one, here's example two, here's example three, and here's where we are. You know, and we only can get away with this for so long, and we get away with it now because our currency is is the de facto currency that all other world currencies are tied to and that's what people buy everything in dollars for the most part and it'll, i'll be able to get a lot smarter on that kind of stuff by you know trying to have some sort of semi-authoritative take on it in a in a podcast for public consumption so that would be useful so that might be that might be the way to start start off jack what do you think of the name history burger <laughs> History murder? <laughs> yeah, that would that might be good too. We're gonna murder history. Uh, two two non uh, non historians, <laughs> two two uh, laymen discuss his, history. Neither of us have a degree in history. Or any or any any background in history other than our own hobby hobbyist take on on history and world events or something. World event burger. I don't know. I, I kind of want to get burger in there just for fun. Just to <laughs> save something burger. How about an acre of history? An acre of history. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Forty three thousand five hundred. What is it? Forty three five eighty. Sure. Of history. For you, <laughs> for our European listeners, that's one point seven hectares of uh, <laughs> hectares. <laughs> I don't know how many hectare. I don't know how many hectares are you know, in an acre. Uh, I think they're smaller than an acre, but all right. Or I think we've just totally destroyed this podcast. Okay. Success. No. Yay. Success. All right, man. I will talk to you. Do we have to do the, we have to do the where can they find us thing, right? Yeah. Was that you asking? Oh, uh, no, let me officially ask. Okay. So Mike, where, yes. can, where can they find us? Well, I well, thank you for asking James. They can find us at Nurburger show dot com email us nerdburger show at protonmail.com and pending uh uh elon's uh, successful takeover of a uh, twitter you might be able to find us at nerdburger show on the twitters and if not hashtag either way hashtag cancel nerdburger one way or the other cool we'll figure it out so do you ever get emails from anyone has anyone contacted you or tweeted you or Join us next time on Nurburger when no one emails or tweets. Well, if we do this history podcast... Uh, You're going to want some engagement? When, no, well, I'm saying when we do a history podcast, yes. if we get any listeners, because yeah. it's a history podcast, yeah. people will email us. People will be like, you're wrong. That's not how it was. <laughs> okay. It'll be like all the comic book nerds going like, well, actually, that was Spider-Man. <laughs> Web of Spider-Man 173. It was not... Peter Parker spectacular Spider-Man 87 that it'll be it'll be like that it'll be history nerds that will contact us and tell us how bad we are or how how we don't understand uh what actually happened so we'll we, if we do a, when we do this podcast it will it will uh it'll annoy people I'm sure
Well, that's my goal always with this show. Yeah. So <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Can you hear when I drink? Do you hear me swallowing the not the, not during the, the that liquid? loud music, but try it again. Oh. <laughs> this will be interesting. All right. Yep. <laughs> gong gong. Does it sound like a like a commercial for like Monster Energy drink? It's not. I mean, it's it's loud enough to hear it, but it's not obnoxious like a commercial. Yeah, oh, I kind of ra- I would kind of rather it would be obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> that was not Brody. No, it wasn't. Why don't you let the dogs in and go inside? Take your stereo bowl. <laughs> is he blaming his fart on the dog i just heard this like through my through the noise canceling earbuds i heard him you know and i'm like i look at him he goes and he's like it's brody